Welcome back. We're here with season four of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Tomar Taylor, and I've been conversing with the mad podcaster. And quite frankly, he's very mad. We're going to try to find out why, so we'll take some questions from one of our live Twitter followers. Yes, ma'am. Please state your name and where you're from. Hi, my name is Felicia, and I'm from Hialeah, and I just don't understand why you so mad. Like, what are you so mad about? Yo, first of all, first of all, you can't be asking me no questions. You know what I'm saying? Yo, yo, who the fuck is you? You uh, know what I mean? Me. Like, yeah, you can't be asking podcast. me no questions. This yeah, I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad. I'm, 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 I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad. Like, like they, like these hosts out there, they in these million dollar studios, they dropping hot takes. You know what I mean? They got tea, they got all that shit. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm still living with my moms. I'm making podcasts. I ain't made no money yet. This my fourth season, yo. This my fourth season, and I ain't made a dime yet. This dude dropped one take. He make wild shows. That cold pizza show. It was cool it was i i mean i got more john blaze in that i mean i got john blaze taste and and they not even recognizing they not even recognizing and fuck is that yo yo who is you to be asking me any question yo who is you i got to talk i got to tell how i feel i got to talk about sports how i see it this goes out to you this goes out to you and you and you this goes out to you. This goes out to you. This goes out to you. To you and you. Good evening, and welcome back to another edition of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only talent, Omar Taylor. It is another beautiful day down here in South Florida. If you catch the show, that means you catch it at the updated start time tonight, pimpin'. And that is 8.37. It is April 3rd, a couple days removed from April Fool's Day. It is about 74 degrees where I'm at right now down here in Tamarack, Florida. How we gonna do it today? We got the Final Four for you today. We got the WWE Hall of Fame. We got WrestleMania, the MVP race, the playoff picture, and, 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 and. I guess we go, we just gonna hop right into it today. Today's, today's gonna be a fast paced show because you know what? It's kind of it's, it's a fast-paced kind of day, so you know I had to stop the music. I had to stop the music because today we open the show with a with a heavy heart. We open the show having to address something that I guess always hits all of the communities kind of hard. So we're gonna take a quick time, a quick moment of silence. So today's first of all, first of all, first things first is to give. A moment of silence as we, I guess, honor the passing of Nipsey Russell.
good. Oh, that's gonna suck. So we are back. And we just had to take uh, that quick moment of silence. <laughs> you know, to honor the, the passing of Nipsey Hussle. And if you're unaware of what had happened lately, is that Nipsey Hussle. And let's talk, let's make sure we talk about him in his whole totality, right? Nipsey Hussle, former gangbanger. Right, but and I had to make sure that that was put out there because his death wasn't gang related, but his death was beef related. Now, if that person that killed him happened to be in a gang as well, that may be something different, but it wasn't gang related. So, but now, Nipsey Hussle, uh, you may be you may have known him for a couple of albums he's put out now, I think maybe like two or three albums. You may have seen him in court side of a couple of games. You, you probably have heard about a couple of his songs by now. But what he's probably should be most known for as of late would have been his workings with in his or in his community and with the local police in his community to try to stop the violence and and embedder his community to try to find a way to stop the bloods and crips you know if if there was a way to do that from taking over Los Angeles and constantly you know you know killing or, or derailing <laughs> all the young youths that are in that neighborhood. Because from what they tell you, you either gang bang, or you die, or you get out, or you, or you leave, basically. Like you're a banger by life. So, Nipsey Hussle was shot March 31st, 2019, by Eric Holder. Once again, he shot in front of, I believe he was in front of a store, or whatever, or one of the buildings that, um, that that he had that he was promoting businesses out of. And I mean, I mean legitimately that he was trying to embed his community. He stayed in his community after after making his money. Um. Also, he opened up businesses in, in his community. He made sure he hired people from his community so they'll have places to work. So he was constantly trying to find ways to really embedder his community. And then this happens, he gets popped off. So we, we, we just want to take our quick moment of silence, you know, give some love, give a shout out, show our respects. First of all, first of all, first things first. To the late Nipsey Russell, may him rest in peace. And there's never an easy way to transition from something like that. So I mean, so I guess if we're gonna keep in the category of abbreviations like R.I.P., I guess the only natural thing to do is to start talking about the M.V.P. And the M.V.P. race in the NBA has become a very interesting conversation for me. And the only reason it's become an interesting conversation is because we, we may have had we may have briefly started this conversation, you know, sometime on this channel. And and I understand that there's a lot of people out there that probably listen to the podcast. A lot of sports aficionados out there listen to the podcast and, and they and they listen to what I'm gonna say once a week so that they can steal my stuff and then present it on ESPN. Presented at Fox at like nine o'clock in the morning, you know, presented it on, on their own podcast on the ESPN network. I get it, I get it. Like I like I got shit that motherfuckers want to hear, and you know this is a good place to come and get it. Timestamp: ten minutes in. So the MVP and the and the Rookie of the Year race kind of sounds like the same race to me, and let's start with the Young Bucks first, right?
And stop me when this sounds familiar when it comes to the big major hitters. The, the two number one people that are in the uh, that are in the MVP race. Now, if you go to Facebook right now, go to my Facebook page, Mighty Sports. Uh, Mighty Sports. If you go to my Twitter page, Mighty Sports, MYT Sports, you will catch a poll up. Now, the Twitter poll is slightly different than the Facebook poll because Twitter poll Twitter gives you more options. So there's my three candidates on Twitter versus my two candidates on Facebook. You can go and vote either places, but I want to see you vote. Voting is um, going to last for a complete week, and we're going to come back here next week, and we're going to talk about the show live. Also, don't forget, you can interact with the show directly. Go to, If you're listening to the show on mytsports.net, that's mytsports.net. Go to your bottom, look at the bottom right of your page. Click on that little bubble. You see that little chat thing? Give me a chat. Tell me who you think your MVP is. The choices are... Sorry, we're going to start Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year, we have Luka Doncic, who plays for the Dallas Mavericks. European phenom. Now, remember, before he was playing in the NBA, he was actually playing the European League, and he was winning the MVP in, over there. So, Luka Doncic knows how to play on the excelled level. Next, we got the mighty Trey Young, as they like to call him, Trey TL, as you know, Trey ATL, because he, he plays for the Atlanta Hawks. We have Trey Young out here. Trey Young coming into the league with the buzz that he just may be the next Steph Curry. Now remember that was him based based off of his range, based off of the way he drove the ball, based off his stature as well. So there was that guy. And because if they're going to throw two people in the race, why can't I throw a third? Right? Like, they're even having the same conversation, right? Two categories. But it's, but there's really only one clear winner here. But to make it a conversation, the ESPNs and the Foxes or whoever, the NBA TVs, even them, they have added a second player to make it interesting. So you know what? We're going to add a third player for that same level of interest. And we're going to add in there Marvin Bagley the third. So remember, if you're going on Twitter, you be able, you're able to vote on all three. But if you're only facing it on Facebook, you're only able to vote on the two. And that's Luka Doncic and Trey Young. Two that, that two that thing. And I'm going to tell you why. I don't think, um, did I say Michael Beasley? Michael Bagley. But I'm going to tell you why, Marvin Bagley, sorry. I'm going to tell you why I think that there's a slight discrepancy in this MVP race and who they have for MVP. And you're going to hear this on both sides. Watch them. Listen to them. Turn, turn it on. Turn on Espen in the morning. Turn on Fox in the morning. Turn on NBA TV at any time during the daytime when they're not playing it. When, when they're not playing the game, they'll be looping the same show all the time, saying the same exact thing. Which is basically, every NBA TV has 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 it has it packed. They they have the formula: play one show and loop it all day long. Because basically, that's all ESPN really does. They get Mike and Mike. Oh, I'm sorry, Golik and Gringo. You know that coming off, coming at, and they tell you the same, and they tell you something for four hours, and then they drop a bunch of other little shows, you know, throughout the day, and they all say the same shit all over again. 
So let's throw a monkey wrench into their shit after this commercial break. Find millions of textbooks and solutions on the go. Marvel at how seamlessly it fits into your daily student activities. Walking through the quad, shopping for groceries, exercising, doing your laundry, dominating at the county fair, mashing down a black diamond, going for a sunset horseback ride, devouring Danielle Steele's latest page turner, feeding the bears, catching flying babies, letting loose with the gang, intergalactic lightsaber battle, saving an adorable puppy from a burning building, or simply in the classroom. Find textbooks, read e-textbooks, and get guided solutions, all in one place. Chegg, improving the college experience, however you decide to live it. Smoke weed every day. And we are back with the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, the one and only time to throw my Taylor. Do I sound better? Do I sound better? Do I sound like my energy's finally getting back to that place? I feel like I'm almost there. Like, I don't know if you guys do a lot. Notice that like, I had a recent heart, heart procedure, right? Early this year, early in January. And not gonna lie, I think last week or so, my friend hit me up. He was like, yo, how you feeling? And I told him, like, are you, he said, are you back to, like, under under average T or, or are you back to normal T? And I was like, eh, I'm about, like, 80%, which means that, like, if this is the playoffs, I'll be playing. But since it ain't right now, I'm out. I feel I'm about, like, at 90% right now. I feel like we're getting even closer to 95 than anything else. And also don't forget, right, as you listen to the Mighty Sports Podcast on MightySports.net, that this podcast is always done in one shot, take, in one shot, one kill. All thrill. Don't forget that. It's done live, so you can hear it live on the show, 8.07, 8.37 sometimes, depending <laughs> on the day you catch it. But you can catch it live every single Wednesday night, and then you can catch the re-ear the next day. So when you catch this re-ear, just remember, this is one take. There is no, there is no editing afterwards. There, there is, there is no adjustments. There is, there is, there is no, there is no fluffing it up. You, you, you get this the re ear as raw as the live listener. That is the beauty of the Mighty Sports Podcast. One take, one thrill, or one take, one kill, all thrill. Forget my own punchline. So we get back to this MVP and Rookie of the Year race, right? Rookie of the Year, Luka Doncic. Rookie of the Year candidate, I should say, Luka Doncic. 21.1 points again, 7.6 rebounds, 5.9 assists. Other candidate, Trey Young, 18.9 points per game, 3.6 re- rebounds, and 8 assists point- assist per game. And then there's Marvin Bagley Jr., 14 points per game. 7 re- 7.4 rebounds a game and only one assist and mind you he's playing less minutes than all of them. Now I know you could probably talk about DeAndre Aiden a little bit, but I don't know if I'm if I want to add DeAndre Aiden in there quite yet. Even though I should be because DeAndre Aiden is the one that's averaging the double-double. And he's, and he's putting up 16 points a game and 10 rebounds. So any one of those two, I want to add, I, I, I should add it. I should, I should have put, and I, and I should have put, and I probably should have put DeAndre Aiden in there, but I was being a little facetious. I, I'm not going to lie. I was, I was, 
I, I was, I was, I was being a little bit of a brat because of the fact of how of who they were putting. Now, that's not how I feel about the MVP race. I don't just have this anybody in there. I have somebody special, somebody real, real special. Before we get to that special person, right? We're gonna talk about how they've been breaking down these two guys. Luka Doncic, twenty-one points a game. His team's record is 31 and 46, something of something to that nature, right? Trey Young's team is like 28 and 30. They're, they're, both of their teams are not winning, but they both went into losing situations. That's the reason why they both were high draft picks. You just kind of figured, hey, Luka Doncic is going to have Dirk Nowitzki. You know, he's going to have a mentor. He has a better system. Atlanta, you didn't really have that, but now you have, but they end up getting Vince Young over there. Not Vince Young, Vince Carter to go along with Trey Young, and I think that has really helped him in his progress um, along. Now, this is how you got to hear these two stories keep playing out with these two categories. Luka Doncic have been ball has been balling all year, and let's and let's remind you of this. This is a and, and this is where the caveat comes in. This is where the kicker comes in. This is where when everybody is saying, well, but you know, they did this for this. Just remember, this is a, an award for the whole entire year. And this is how I'm determining my winners. Now, you can go vote for something else. Either on my, on, on my T-Sports, either on Facebook or Twitter. But these, but I'm going to tell you who I'm voting for. We got about five games left in the season, folks. So we're going to have to figure this out soon. And it's not that hard to me. Between Luka Doncic, Trey Young, Marvin Bagley III, and DeAndre Jordan, or DeAndre Aiden, and obviously the two in here being talked about is Doncic and Young, it's Doncic hands down to me, because Doncic has been doing it all year. Doncic has been balling all year long. He's been doing this from the beginning. He's been doing it. He's been doing it to the end. The 21 points he's putting up now, he's been, he was put, he's been putting up all season. That's been his average. That's what he's been doing. He's been bringing the same kind of consistency all year long. His shooting, his rebounding, his points, his assists. All of that has been consistent all year long. He has been a consistent leader in the Rookie of the Year category. And then we get Trey. Trick of Trey Young. And Trey Young struggled early. His team was doing bad early. I mean, the only team that may have been worse than Atlanta early were the New York Knicks. That's how bad they were doing early. Now, not to say that they are a great team. They only have 13 more wins than the Knicks. They are still gonna they are still gonna finish out their season with 50 plus losses. Which you can't say about any team in the West. Just, just mind you. Not even the Dallas Mavericks. So Atlanta was one of the worst teams, one of the worst bottom three teams in the league for a while. Then Trey Young got hot. Then he started figuring things out. And his pace started coming. And you started seeing him shake. Then you started to see him shizzle. And then when he shot the ball, you were more in suspense instead of more in, in disappointment. You were like, oh, splash, oh, splash, oh, splash. Instead of, oh, look at him go. Oh, look at him go. Because that was your reaction to his early to his early games. And while he doesn't have his team in contention for anything whatsoever, he's, he has put up a better showing. And we talked about him. 
I'm balling. We talk, but we didn't talk about him directly. We talked about him indirectly. We talked about how bad LeBron looked while guarding him. So, so while Trey Young has been looking impressive as of late, and we understand this is a what have you done for me lately kind of world, where we kind of remember the most hottest flash versus the most consistent thing. And the most consistent thing has been Luka Doncic all year. The most recent flash has been Trey Young. For the same reason why people don't have LeBron James truly, really and truly in the MVP category because he took off 18 games for injury, it's for the same reason why you're not going to give Luka Doncic Rookie of the Year. Because for about 18 games, he looked like he took off. For the, for the good beginning of this season, he was not balling. Huh. Is it going to sound familiar yet? But he started to ball much later on in the season. Putting up some really good rookie numbers that put him in a esteemed category or and rare category with very rare rookies like Jordan, like Curry, like 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 LeBron. You understand the great names, you know what I mean? Like Will, like you understand the great names that Trey Young was being compared to as a rookie season competitor? Huh, what does this sound familiar? Why does this sound familiar? Because Over in the West, or should say over in the West, that's what it kind of feels like sometimes. But over in the MVP category or MVP race, we have a very similar situation. And that situation is with Giannis Antetokounmpo and James Harden, and who I have in there as my own personal third, Russell Westbrook. Now... One of these things are not like the others. One of these things just aren't the same because their game is whack. Their game is a fluke. And I watched them play Sacramento last night. And I watched them get phantom fouls on three-point shots. James Harden's game is a fluke. His MVP title is a fluke. And if you want to be honest, if you want to be 100% honest, ready or not, here I come to me in my own personal record book. Russell Westbrook is about to be a three-time MVP. Yay, yay. Yeah. Now, if you had to give me the choices between the people that you're, that you're, the two top people that you're, that, 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 that they are promoting, then I'm going to have to go with Giannis. But I told you, Go to the goal now. Head to Twitter, head to Facebook, find the polls. Don't worry, I'll get to you. I'll, I'll get to you, Colette. I see that you want to promote your business and, and, that, and that you're trying to help promote and share the word. I got you. If you need, if, if somebody needs therapy, they need to holler at you on your business. I, when I take a look at this properly and put this on my wall, I will get a hold of you next week. Listen to the podcast and trust me, you will find out. Like I said, it's the same exact talk that we just... It's about to be the same exact conversation that we just had for the Rookie of the Year conversation. Giannis Antetokounmpo has been put up 27.4 points per game. Not leading 
the NBA in points. But his team is leading the NBA in wins. He has his team has the best record in the NBA at 58 and 20. Now, Giannis Antetokounmpo has been consistently balling all year, all 78 games so far. Balling, dunking on people, balling, putting up more block dunks on anybody since Shaq, scoring more points in the paint since Wilt. You understand? Balling. All year long. Then we have this guy, Jimmy Harden. You guys may know him as James. I'm going to call him Jimmy. Jimmy Harden. Jim Jim. He is leading the league in scoring. 36.4 points per game. And they're going to say cute stuff like he's like he's flirting with a triple-double. Well, he was flirting with a triple-double last year. He won it last year. Let me also tell you something else. He was flirting with a triple-double the year before. Do you know who actually won the, the MVP the year before? The guy that actually averaged a triple-double. Do you know who we weren't talking about for the MVP four years ago when he was putting up the same exact numbers? James Harden. Because you know why? His team wasn't winning. But it's okay. I get it. His team is born out and they're doing it excitingly. They're doing it so they could serve, so they, they can be seen. And you know why we wasn't talking about him? Because even then, we were still talking about Stephen Curry, Kevin Durant, LeBron James. And even more so, Russell Westbrook was also flirting with a triple-double at that time. Actually, Russell Westbrook was putting up a double-double. And really flirting with a triple-double. James Harden wasn't even doing that. Just to let you know. Uh, and while, let me take a quick moment and and give a shout out to, to all my listeners that, that, that come from Ireland. I don't know who you are, but I see you. I see you. I see you popping up on the podcast. I see you popping up on the site. I see you. Shout out to listening to the, to the show all the way from Ireland. Internationally known. I'm here to rock the microphone because I get stupid. I mean, outrageous. Stay with me if you're contagious. Yeah, I'm the man. No, not a loser. Being a podcast host is what I choose. Ladies love me. Girls adore me. I mean, even the ones that never saw me, like the ones in Ireland. <laughs> but you, we're gonna. We're, they're having the same conversation where they're trying to figure out. And like I said, I think they're just trying to throw James Harden in there for some odd reason because they want another name. But Giannis Antetokounmpo has been doing this all year long. He's been he's been consistent all year long. James Harden has put up a couple of nice 50-point games here. There. He's put up a, a couple of double-doubles. He's put up some historic triple-doubles. But he's also, who you know who's also put up some historic triple-doubles? Russell Westbrook. You know who just recently put up a historic triple-double? Russell Westbrook. He put up a 20-point game with 20 rebounds and 20 assists in honor of the gentleman we opened up the show mentioning, Nipsey Hussle. What has James Harden done for Nipsey? Nothing. 
Not a, not a puke, not a word. So if you honestly have to ask me who's my two, my top two MVP candidates, James Harden doesn't even get a vote for me. To be honest with you, if you had to ask me for real, for real, James Harden wouldn't even get a vote. I would vote for Stephen Curry, Kevin Durant, and Paul George before I gave James Harden an MVP vote. Now, like I said, Giannis' team has the best record in the league, and there's something for that consistency all year long to dominate. Realizing that, yo, what I needed to do to be the top dog in this league, and you don't got to be the top dog by scoring the most points. Now, we've seen that. The people that go out to be the scoring point leader generally don't end up doing it next year. Think about, like, the people that, that, that really, really did it, that put up these numbers. The next year, they realize, oh, being the scoring leader didn't really help me do much. LeBron James, Tracy McGrady, Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade. Look at those years. Allen Iverson, look at those years. And then look at them the next year. So we're going to see what James Harden does next year. And I'm sorry, James Harden still has still has Paul, um, still has Chris Paul on his team. I didn't say Chris Paul comes in and out of the lineup, but Chris Paul he still has Chris Paul on that team. So James Harden does a few buzzworthy things, and everybody's all on his jock. Mr. Russell Westbrook does this all year. Actually... Let me let me let me back this up. Remember, I told you something about consistency. We're gonna vote for Luka Doncic for for rookie of the year because he's been consistent all year. Giannis Antetokounmpo is will would get a vote for me for for MVP because he's been consistently has his team winning and number one in the league all year. Russell Westbrook would be my number one candidate for MVP because he's also averaging a triple double. But I'm sorry if I have also revisionist history and I can't. And I can't throw out the fact that this is his third year in a row averaging a triple-double. And before we go to a commercial break, I'll leave you at this. If it was so easy to do, if it was so simple to, staff, to stuff your stats, how come nobody has done it in 50 years since the late, uh, I'm sorry, since the great Oscar Robinson? LeBron hasn't done it. Kobe hasn't done it. Tracy McGrady hasn't done it. Um, Jordan hasn't done it. Olajuwon didn't do it. Patrick Ewan didn't do it. Allen Iverson didn't do it. Kevin, um, Steve Nash didn't do it. Um, Jason Kidd didn't do it. Do you want me to keep reeling off the names of, of, of Hall of Famers that have not done this? We'll come back. Because we're going to have some Hall of Fame talks after this commercial break. Y'all got me heated up in here. Let me put you on the game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then, head to Multivest Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. The games cost money and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multivest Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multivest has a wide variety of games in all next-gen systems in the PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One series, as well as all your favorite old-school titles and systems, starting as early as Atari Nintendo to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. And yes, that does include all of the PlayStation's, Nintendo systems, and Xboxes in between. They've been family-owned and operated for over 10 years. 
just off of the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses Registry Plaza. That's directly located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida 33169. That's conveniently just five minutes from Sun Life Stadium, 790 the ticket, and oh no, let's not forget Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multi best games where you save more so you can play more. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. Still your host, the one knowing Donald Tomah Taylor. Hopefully you're still listening. Actually, there's only one place to listen these days. There's only one place that really matters that you should listen at. And that is at MyTSports.net. That's M-Y-T-Sports.net. Where every single voice, take, segment, show is my T. All right, so back to the show, right? Because listen, to my Hall of Famers. And I'm gonna tell you something that I that I that I came to realize. Just how and there there are obviously tons of people in the NBA Hall of Fame without NBA rings. Patrick Ewing, Charles Barkley, just the name Allen Iverson, that's the name of some of the greats. Um Camilla Anthony is gonna be probably one of them. We spoke about this on the show already. Another person that's probably gonna get in, uh, will get into the Hall of Fame even if he doesn't win a ring. Or we, and we just we just basically ended the last segment of the last show talking about him in a very passionate way. You know how I like to say it. As Brooklyn is currently losing to Toronto, there's a ton of games on today. Brooklyn's losing to Toronto. I think the Knicks are losing to Orlando. Tons of basketball games on. If I saw correctly, there may be just about like 12 games on today. Yeah, it's about yeah. The board is heavy today. We're talking about Indiana taking on Boston. Indiana beating Boston right now, 90 to 80. We're about four minutes left in the fourth. We got New York losing to Orlando as New York loses to everybody these days. So that's so we're seeing that game is in the fourth quarter. It's about two minutes left. Um, what about it's about one minute left? You see Washington hosting Chicago, leading by three, one twelve to one oh nine. We have 76ers losing to right now the Atlanta Hawks. And that's that game is still in the third quarter, still a lot of time left in there, eighty eight to ninety three. Also in the third quarter, we have Brooklyn Nets versus the Toronto Raptors. Um, that game is seventy eight to ninety in favor of Toronto in Brooklyn. We have Boston Celtics taking on the Miami Heat. That game's in the third quarter on NBA TV, and Miami is currently down seventy four. To 70 at halftime we have charlotte versus taking on the new Orleans pelicans as they still dealing with their dilemma with their star anthony davis that that game you see charlotte up 59 55 we have also minnesota taking on dallas as we were just talking about that rookie that was going on in dallas earlier today that game is in the second quarter with about nine minutes left to go minnesota is up 36 to 34 also in the first quarter just now started we have the san antonio spurs taking on the denver nuggets denver is currently up five to nothing that game like i said just started with about 10 minutes and 57 seconds still left in the game and also left to play tonight is Utah in Phoenix, Memphis in Portland, and also the Houston Rockets and their fluky star in LA. And that's a game that you're probably going to want to see because that is possibly your first round matchup. And if that happens, I think the Clippers take that series. I'm going to be paying very close attention to that game. That is the mighty game to watch tonight. Out of all of the games there, out of all of the games there, that is the game to watch tonight. That that's the one you go. So we talked about we talk about Hall of Famers, right? We so we took that we take this little break. We'll talk about Hall of Famers, right? Or potential Hall of Famers. And 
<laughs> Talking about games to watch. Look, look at our old games to watch song making it into the show today. <laughs> Good one. I see you back there. But Hall of Famers, right? I told a bunch of Hall of Famers have probably made it to the, into the, made, a lot of players made it to the Hall of Fame without winning the ring. Russell Westbrook has solidified himself, himself in his career to be a Hall of Famer, and we'll put a poll up about this. Russell Westbrook already a Hall of Famer in NBA, and and this and this is gonna come back with a heavy yes, because Oscar Robinson, if I'm not mistaken, I can't remember. I can't remember Oscar Robinson winning. Ooh, did that shot count? I just seen Toronto and very specifically Jeremy Lin hit a buzzer beater three. But nope, that ball was still on his fingertips. That did not count. So, Russell Westbrook is definitely has put in enough work. Like I told you, nobody has and nobody has put up more triple doubles in their career other than Oscar Robinson. Like I said, Russell, Russell Westbrook has 100% passed LeBron James in the category of triple-doubles. And we honestly thought, I don't know about you guys, I thought LeBron James at one point of his career, and one season of his career was going to average a triple-double. At least at one point, for one season, he would do it. Just to show, just based off all the things that LeBron, I, I feel like, yo, LeBron James is that kind of dude. That he, like, he'll go out there, he can show you something. This is another, this is another way that LeBron James has, 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 has disappointed the personal goals that I have put up, I, I have put upon him that he does not know about. Because obviously, I'm not on LeBron James' radar, but you're on mine, buddy! You're on mine. He makes, yeah, somebody make sure LeBron gets this. You know what? You tell somebody to tell somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. You make sure LeBron, let him know he's on my radar. And I'm still mad at him for that game, you know, back in New York. You know, that that, that New York game that, that they played for him instead of the Knicks game. You know, back in 2000, whatever year that was. One, two, one-ish, maybe? So, back, back into it. Russell Westbrook has definitely... Put up the numbers that I think that could get him into the Hall of Fame. I told you that he's the only person that's put that has done this since Oscar Robinson, and Oscar Robinson didn't do it for three straight seasons. Oscar Robinson did it for two. And Oscar Robinson is wholeheartedly made it to the Hall of Fame. I can't remember if Oscar Robinson has won an NBA championship. Now that I can't remember, and I think he did with Golden State. I want to say he did, but I can't remember. But Oscar, Oscar Robinson is also. Known in the basketball world for other other things, Oscar Robinson is the reason why we have free agency this time. Um, um, currently, yes, Oscar Robinson is the is the player that is responsible for the for the NBA's NBA current players having free agency. So he was great for stuff on the court and off the court, and in between the lines, and also in between the sheets, paperwork that is. Touch to the edges of the sheets. But also, also, going into the Hall of Fame. Right? He's been here talking about Hall of Fame, right? Also, we also, you heard us talking about a couple of Hall of Fame candidates already, right? And there's been some more added. And I feel like with this Hall of Fame, this Hall of Fame has been the Hall of Fame of teams, right? Because outside of, right, you guys ready for this? You, got, you guys ready for this? Are you ready? 
Like, are you serious? Like, are you ready? Going into the WWE Hall of Fame is Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Also going into the Hall of Fame as a single competitor, Tory Wilson. And also following them going into the Hall of Fame as another single competitor, one of the greatest intercontinental championship champions we have ever known, the Honky Tonk Man. Woo! Woo! I seen D'Angelo Russell hit him, hit him with the Euro stab. D'Lo Russ. D'Lo. Russ, Russ, Russ. D'Lo. <laughs> also, going into the Hall of Fame. You heard me. You heard me joke about them. Are you ready? Uh, I don't think you heard me. Are you ready? Going into the Hall of Fame, D-Generation X, the Road Dog Jesse J, the Badass Billy Gunn, the New Age Outlaws, followed by the Psycho Kid Six Pack, the Knife Wonder of the World, China, the Heartbreak Kid, Sean Michaels, the Cerebral Assassin, Hunter, Harris, Hemsley, Triple H. Yes, we talked about DX going into the Hall of Fame. And they, and now listen folks, when I tell you I am so excited, this, I haven't watched the Hall of Fame in a while. This is a Hall of Fame I am going to watch. You are literally probably talking about three of my favorite tag teams of all time going into this year's 2019 WWE's Hall of Fame, brother. Following them. Follow, I know, you wonder, how? who can follow D-Generation X? How can you follow anything any bigger? Well, you follow them with the excellence of execution. You follow them with the heart foundation. Brett, the Hitman Heart. Jim, the Anvil Night Heart. The Heart Foundation. And folks, it's still gets better how so you may I, I i know i know you're wondering wait a minute 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 we had d generation x we had yeah i mean all of d generation x which we'll discuss that a little bit we had all that D-Generation gener X. Followed by the Heart Foundation. And you, and you ask me, is there more? And I ask you, do you want there to be more? Because... Going in, also, 
to this year's Hall of Fame. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You hear it. You hear it, soak that in. Soak that in, brother. Yes, folks, the final members into the Hall of Fame. And I just had to let that sit here for a while. We may have to add this to the whole entire music. Like, we're gonna add this into a regular rotation. If you don't know who that is yet, folks, we are talking about the team of Brother Ray, Brother Stevie Ray, and the five-time, five-time, five, actually, was he six-time now? But the five-time, five-time, five-time champion, Booker T. And they formed the team of the Harlem Heat. Yes, folks, that is your Hall of Fame. Buddhist the Barber Beefcake, Tory Wilson, Honky Talk Man, The Generation X, The Heart Foundation, and The Harlem Heat. And while I tell you that this is a Hall of Fame of teams, you know what else this tells me? Do you know what else this tells me? This is also gonna be a Hall of Fame of multiple Hall of Famers. How, you may ask? Well, Booker T is already in the Hall of Fame as an individual. So Harlem Heat going into the Hall of Fame puts him in there now twice. So now Booker T becomes the two-time, two-time, two-time Hall of Famer. Now, we already told you, there's only one other two-time Hall of Famer in there at this current time, if I'm not mistaken, and that's Ric Flair. And, what's, and that's for what Ric Flair has done. Ric Flair is the competitor himself. No, DDP. Who thought about DDP? Remember that? that? That's his intro music. It's funny that it comes up. Wait. Wait, that was his entrance? Doesn't that sound like... Okay, I gotta, I gotta get out of that. I gotta get out of my face. Would you hear it? That song. But, next game is over. They lost 100 to 114. Pacers game is over. They won 108 to 89. And it seems like the Wizards game is also over. Chicago won that game 150-114. So what really gets me into this hall of in, in this hall of fame, right? What really, 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 really gets me in the Hall of Fame. Like I said, it's the multiple Hall of Famers. So while Ric Flair may be the only person in there now, this sets up the other candidates of multiple Hall of Famers. Right? And now you start lining up a couple of the guys that are going to be in there twice. 
because pretty soon there's gonna be some guys that's gonna be in there three times. And we and we and we may have we may you may have heard me talk about this early last week, but this is before I knew who the um that Harlem Heat was joining. And 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 we and we get to address this conversation again, ironically. Now Harlem Heat gets in and now Booker T goes Booker T's already a, is is already a Hall of Famer. He gets to add on his second Hall of Fame ring. Brett the Hitman Hart is already a Hall of Famer. He gets to add a second Hall of Fame ring. I can't, I don't know if the New Age Outlaws are in the Hall of Fame as a team already. But I do know that Shawn Michaels and Triple H are in the Hall of Fame, if I'm not mistaken. And if they're not in the Hall of Fame yet, they will be. So that allows them to, Shawn Michaels and Triple H, to also get two Hall of Fame rings. What I really started realizing automatically is that it's going to allow Triple H and the Nature Boy Ric Flair to probably be two of the only people to have three Hall of Fame rings. And that depends. Things start getting iffy because you, you have to understand that you, you're probably going to start getting one with once you start opening up this floodgate, then you got then it's gonna go to everybody, right? Edge is gonna get his he's gonna get one as an individual competitor, and also for what he did at his as his team as Edge and Christian. But he can also possibly get one for Team RKO. See, that's gonna be the kicker because if they give him one for Team RKO, that means they're trying to give Randy Orton his next um what his fourth ring, because remember Randy Orton could go could go in as as an individual, as well. Randy Orton is going to go in with Evolution, which is the third ring that that Triple H and and um, Ric Flair would get. Let's hope that Ric, Ric Flair Ric Flair may not get that while he's still alive. Let's to, to let you know. That's why I was going to be iffy. If they have to wait to give Evolution their championship, their Hall of Fame ring, until after Randy Orton is done wrestling, that may not happen while Ric Flair is still alive. But we have Randy Orton. Then you have what he did in Evolution. Then we have to see how history treats legacy. That's gonna be interesting to watch. And then, we'll, and then, like, like I said, then we'll have to see whatever turns up with with Team RKO. But Randy Orton is definitely gonna get two as well. So, like I said, you gotta open up the two floodgate. Now who gets it on the top of the mountain is now you said I'm Triple H and Ric Flair, two of the greatest names that you, that we do know here in this game, in this business. They're going to sit there with three at the top of the mountain. Cerebral Assassin is, one, is once again steps ahead of everybody. We're going to take a long overdue break. And when we come back, I know you guys are going to be like, what about the final four? You need to take back the same fun. Well, I'll leave us. How about this? You leave me a message on the. You leave me a message on the podcast. You leave me a message on the show right now. After I'm um, in between these breaks, and when I come back, I'll talk about the final four. How about that? Listen to the Mighty Sports Podcast, MightySports.net. So your host, Alan Dumont Taylor. You dugging it? The ultimate in adult entertainment has arrived, and the place to experience it is at the all-new and improved The Body Club. The Body Club. Formerly Club Secrets at 11340 Biscayne Boulevard. Seven days a week, we keep it popping. Like Make It Count Monday. Well,
There we go. I didn't see any messages coming, so I guess we ain't talking about any Final Four stuff. Ah, <laughs> uh, I know, I know, I know. <clears throat> Don't be mad. Because I, I didn't want to take too much longer into these commercials. Because that's a WWE Hall of Fame, right? And if we're talking about the Hall of Fame ceremony, that means WrestleMania is right around the corner. And folks, yeah, I am caught up and it feels great. Yep, let me ref let me say this again. I am caught up and it feels great. So WrestleMania is coming up. And we have I'm talking about a big show WrestleMania. We have a story that's developing between the Miz and Shane McMahon as as the Shane McMahon is throwing away his fan friendly persona to now turn into a heel like his daddy. Now, we're not trying to say that he's driving his daddy's dick by playing this song. I'm just saying, you're funny back there. And, and, and you guys back there with the music, right? <laughs> but Shane McMahon is now switching over to that heel side. Shane McMahon, his whole entire time, has never really done the heel thing. He's always been the fan favorite out of all the big mans. And now he turns, and he turns into a guy like The Miz. You got to figure, if you turn into a guy like The Miz, you got to figure it's going to go one or two ways. Either they're going to love you, and they're going to hate The Miz, or they're going to hate The Miz, and they're going to love you. They're going to love The Miz, or hate you. Miz has one of those personalities. So they went the route where they're, gonna, where they're hating Shane. And they're now Shane and Miz are going to have a WrestleMania match, which is great. I feel like The Miz would have been one of those people, like, he would have been like Triple H, where, where if he could have, he would have married into the McMahon family. We got the tag team champions, the Usos defending their, defending their title belt against damn near everybody. But speaking of tag teams, right, the real tag team match. Is going to be a, the women's tag team match. Where we have the Iconics. Versus Natalie Hart. Daughter of Jim the Anvil Nightheart. Who is going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. The night before that Saturday. But we have Natalie Hart. And Beth Phoenix. Uh, you know so Iconics versus Natalie Hart and Beth Phoenix. Versus Nia Jax and Tamina Snooker versus your first ever women's tag team champion, the Boston Hug Connection, Sasha Banks and Bailey. Now, since we're talking about, since you heard us already talking about the Hall of Fames and evolution and all this other stuff. Well, we have Batista making his Hollywood return. So he can have a match with Triple H. And while Triple H has not beat Batista his whole entire career, you got to figure this is going to be the match where Triple H finally beats Batista because if Triple H loses this match, then he has to retire from ever wrestling again. Even though he kind of is retired from wrestling, now he officially cannot wrestle anymore. And I don't see this being Triple H's farewell match. 
against Batista during this WrestleMania when he still, I feel like he still can wrestle and he still has a couple more years to push out while he's still, while he's still developing NXT. His brand. We have, since we're talking about evolution, we have Randy Orton taking on AJ Styles, the phenomenal AJ Styles. Don't forget, we also have the Battle Royals, the women's battle, the, um, the, the men's Andre the Giant Battle Royal. We have the women's Battle Royal. We have Bobby Lashley taking on Finn Balor. Now, there's another one we got to pause at. This is for the Intercontinental Championship belt. And this is one of those things that, if I'm the, if I'm thinking about, if you think about how wrestling gets set up, then you have to figure that this is one of those games that this is one of those matches that Finn Balor's probably gonna win. And we've mentioned this before because if Finn Balor doesn't bring out the demon, then is he serious about winning? Like with Finn Balor, like and, and we 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 talked about this. I forgot it was during the last pay per view or whatever pay per view it was that we knew automatically Finn Balor wasn't gonna win this pay per view because Finn Balor came out to wrestle. If Finn Balor was going to win a match, that mattered. Especially at a pay-per-view. And we understand that he says he put him away. But no, 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 no. When you're that hot, when you're that popular, when you're that big of a fan favorite, you don't put away the hype persona. No, you just wait for the right moment to bring him out. And bringing him out on every pay-per-view doesn't really quite help because the demon can't be losing. The demon can only come out when you're going to win. So the demon is going to beat the almighty Bobby Lashley. And then... He'll probably end up losing his championship in the next three weeks on Raw. Now, you heard us talk about Batista coming back from Hollywood to face Triple H and the stipulation on that match. Well, this next match doesn't have that stipulation. But this is going to be this person's final match. And this match is going gonna, is gonna to involve Baron Corbin being the final match for Kurt Angle. And not for nothing. When you're talking about final matches, right? Uh, I forget who did Shawn Michaels' final match, but I know Shawn Michael um, sent away sent off um, Ric Flair. I think Triple H or Undertaker did it for Shawn Michaels. Kurt Angle gets Baron Corbin? Not AJ Styles, who he was in TNA with. Not give a good, nice push to Shelton Benjamin and let him face Shelton Benjamin. You know, not him. No, um. And I guess you try, I guess if you're trying to figure out who would hold. That kind of sentimental value to Kurt Angle that's currently still on the roster that means anything. I find it hard to believe that this is the guy we get. It's Baron Corbin. Now, granted, these other guys that retired, it was if they lost, they had to retire and they lost. And they were emotional, and they and they lost by somebody very close to them, and it was a very emotional match. 
this isn't about if you if Kurt Angle loses, he has to retire. This is that. This is his last match, and not for nothing. I think Kurt Angle may have broken his neck for a third time or so. Kurt, I was watching him the other day. Kurt Angle looks stiff, completely freaking stiff. So I'm not sure if this is out of love or also part necessity. I'm not sure if they wanted to bring Kurt Angle back for like a little run into something. And then in the midst of trying to bring him back, he really hurt himself. Because now I look at him like, oh wow, you took that time off. We saw you in the gym. We saw you work it out. You came back. You've had this, 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 this little run for the last month where you're facing all these people. But you don't even look like you can move in that ring anymore. Like, Wow. Like, it looks painful to watch Kurt Angle wrestle. Literally painful to watch Kurt Angle wrestle. Another match that's probably going to be painful, or is going to look painful, is going to be Drew McIntyre taking on the, taking on Roman Reigns fresh off of leuke leukemia recovery. Now, they'll probably do the nostalgic act and give Roman Reigns this win, but, oh, man, I would love to see Drew McIntyre put a real beat down on the Roman Reigns. Hi. Yes, I would like to see it very much. <laughs> no, it definitely is one of those things I, I, I would love to see as you see Joe Harris put it in a slam. Joe Harris, the three-point contest winner from Brooklyn, putting down a slam, that is, as they're showing highlights from today's game versus Toronto and Brooklyn. It looks like Toronto is probably going to end up winning this game. It scores currently 112 to 105, with about one minute and 12 seconds left. Brooklyn isn't giving up yet. They're still rallying. They're still trying to fight, but it looks like this game is probably going to be over. So I love Brooklyn. Booker's in the house. Is that a picture of Bob Marley that D'Angelo Russell has on his arm? So that's so Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns. That match is probably gonna hurt. That match is gonna be physical. And and that's and that's a good match for both of them. Um Roman Reigns coming back, one, like that, that's where you kind of pick up his storyline up. And, and Drew McIntyre as trying to be the next top dog on the thing you have to figure he has to go against the big dog this would be a good time to have him beat the big dog roman reigns position is kind of is kind of steady you have him win here and it gives drew mcintyre his wrestlemania moment you get roman reigns to come back and it kind of helps you solidify the storyline that crew mcintyre is the next big thing in the, in the in the wwe another nostalgic act match happening today is going to be some um tomorrow that week is going to be samoa joe versus um, Rey Mysterio for the Intercontinental Championship or the U.S. the United States Championship belt, and that's probably gonna be a, a match that Ray may win because he's with because his son is gonna be sitting courtside, and I feel like Ray is also prepared for his Hall of Fame run as well. Rey Mysterio has always been a fan favorite with the WWE. He's very popular with the kids, so even though you don't see him on television a lot, he still does a lot of events for the WWE as a whole. A lot of appearances, you know. A, a lot of, once again, a lot of events. But the two biggest matches probably of the evening. The two biggest matches of the evening. It's going to be for the two championship belts in WWE. That's the way it should be. Like, that's the way it should be. Two biggest matches are gonna involve the first one, Brock Lesnar defending his belt 
against Seth freaking Rollins. As Seth Rollins, the Kingslayer, attempts to be the Beast Slayer and tries to burn down Suplex City. Now, since Brock Lesnar has been champion, there has not been any individual that has beat him in single competition. Can't remember the last time Brock was beat in single competition since he's actually been back to the WWE. To be honest with you, I don't know if he has. He came back out of UFC going after the streak um, with... Um, with Undertaker a couple years ago, he ended up basically... I forgot. Who retired? Undertaker. Jesus. May have been him. Oh, it feels like it. Ooh, he traveled too. So, Brock Lesnar has been set up to be the man and the beast of WWE. But we're going to see what happens with Seth Rollins. You got to figure, eventually you just, you just can't keep throwing Roman Reigns to the beast and having him win. So, for, for the last couple of months, they've been throwing AJ Styles. They've been throwing Finn Balor. They've been throwing Daniel Bryan. They've been throwing all of these little guys at him, you know, to see what they can do. I remember Seth Rollins came in there and he has a victory over Brock Lesnar. But once again, not in singles competition. That was him cashing in the money in the bank match. When Roman Reigns was fighting him. So that match happened. And that's going to be an interesting match to see. Because I honestly don't know who's going to come with. Like I said. There's some matches where you kind of know. Shane versus Miz. Don't know. The Usos match. Don't know. The women's tag team. Bugs. Pretty damn sure. I'm hugs and bugs and hugs. Batista versus Triple H, Triple H. Randy Orton versus AJ Styles, AJ Styles. Even though, man, I would love to see Randy Orton win that one. In the Battle Royals, no clue who's going to win those. I would love to see Braun Strowman come away with a victory there, but he generally gets ganged up in these kind of matches and doesn't get a chance to win them. And on the women's side, once again, don't know. Kurt Angle most likely beat Baron Corbin. That's why why Baron Corbin was picked. Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns. They probably want to give Roman Reigns back his moment and give him his leukemia recovery victory. And you know, since this is going to be his first pay-per-view back since the recovery, this is going to be all inspiring. The you can do it moment if you try and if you work hard and if you keep battling and if you keep believing and if you keep fighting and you do can one day be on top. It's going to be one of those kind of moment, kind of matches. So I see Roman Reigns coming with a victory over there. With Rey Mysterio Samoa Joe, I think, because well, I said already, I think Rey Mysterio is going to end up taking that one. But when it comes to Brock and Seth, I'm not sure. I am not sure who's going to get that W. Most likely, this is just somebody new for Suplex City to go through. But Seth Rollins is going to make it entertaining. And, and maybe that's what it is more than anything else. Who can make it the most entertaining catching a beat down by Brock? Who can have the most entertaining beat down by Brock? Because 
You can't just have Brock going in there and doing what he did to John Cena and that's just catching him with a suplex early and just dominating every match. That is not a sight to see. That's not what everybody wants to see. So when when he goes when he has these little back and forths and, and the opponent rallies, it's okay. Who can put on a post performance when you have your moment to rally to eventually still lose to Brock Lesnar? Now, the biggest match of the evening, which really has all, all the, or the match that has all the buzz. I don't know if this is the biggest match, but the biggest match of the evening, your main event. The main event is a first-time-ever event. Your main event is for the Raw's Women Championship. This has been a story that has been developing since before Fastlane. Since the Royal Rumble, basically, Becky Lynch won the Royal Rumble and she picked to fight Ronda Rousey. Shortly, shortly before that, Becky Lynch lost her championship belt to Oscar, and Oscar was SmackDown Women's Champion. Then, Becky Lynch got her opportunity stripped. Away from her. And now. They found a way. To put. Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair. You wonder who? How do I know that name? Well, you may not know the name Becky Lynch, but you know the name Ronda Rousey from the UFC. She's the Raw. She's the Raw SmackDown champion. Becky Lynch was the was the was the SmackDown Women's Champion. She lost her belt to Oscar. Somehow Becky Lynch, after losing her belt to Oscar, won the Royal Rumble. Then she picked Ronda Rousey to take on that match to take on her at at Royal, at WrestleMania. Then her, then her opportunity got stripped and she had to fight back for her opportunity. But you know who replaced her in her opportunity? Do you know who replaced her in her opportunity? Replacing her in her opportunity was Charlotte Flair. Now, Becky Lynch has been on a roll lately. Becky Lynch has been on an absolute roll lately. And I'm talking about she has been igniting the people in a way... I'm talking about in a way that I haven't seen since the likes of Stone Cold, The Rock, Hulk Hogan, and Daniel Bryant. Let me say this again. I have not seen a crowd react to an individual superstar since the likes of Stone Cold, The Rock, Hulk Hogan, Daniel Bryant... And now her. I'm sorry. There's been one more. Trip, I mean, Ric Flair, obviously. So, so listen to the names I'm putting her in. Ric Flair. Hulk Hogan. Triple H. The Rock. Daniel Bryant. 
And now we have Becky Lynch. That's how much of reaction she is getting from this crowd as of late. Now, Booker just lost. In a weird turn of events. In a weird turn of events. Charlotte Flair, Ric Flair's daughter, who doesn't command the crowd like her dad does, but still commands the crowd pretty damn well. Charlotte Flair, in a turn of events, goes and wins the SmackDown's Women Championship. So now, in this WrestleMania main event, triple threat match you have the man Becky Lynch versus Smackdown women's champion the queen Charlotte Flair versus the baddest woman on the planet Ronda Rousey and the winner of that match She's Yes, folks. Whoever wins that match is going to unify those belts. Are they going to carry around both belts? Which I'm enjoying. You have to understand. The way that, remember when Brock Lesnar became the Universal Champion? That's how he became the Universal Champion. By unifying the SmackDown belt at the time and, uh, or the two heavyweight belts at the time. There wasn't a SmackDown belt and a Raw belt. But there were two, there was a world, there was a world belt and a, and a, at a heavyweight belt, and now there's a universal belt, and there's a SmackDown championship belt now, and that's how you end up having the the, the men's universal championship and the Brock Lesnar holds, or the Raws now. Oh, now it's called the Raw SmackDown championship belt, which is still considered the universal belt, the, the top number one belt on the on the show. But that's kind of what they I think they plan on doing. I don't know. They may be having a women's universal champion, and that woman may be fighting across all brands, like they're doing with the women's tag team championship belt, where the women, where the Boston Hug Connection, right, Sasha Banks and Bailey, where they have to compete on NXT. Now NXT is no longer the developmental league; they're now their third traveling league, which is still the developmental league, but they're their third traveling league now. And they're defending it across NXT, SmackDown, and Raw. 
and I have a feeling that's what they may do with this belt for, or they just may have a double belt carrier for a while and just have them rock that and really call themselves the baddest woman on the, the baddest man on the planet, because this is one of the things I, I kind of want Becky Lynch to win, but based off how they've had been doing Ronda Rousey, I, I, it may come on there, but also it's one of those matches. If it's a triple threat match, that means Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch can use whatever object they would like. To get rid of Ronda Rousey during that match and then have a one-on-one -on -one match basically between themselves. And every time Ronda Rousey gets involved, they gang up, take her out, bury her under something, bang chairs over her head, bury her underneath a table, you know, you know, dig her a, a ditch or whatever, and try to neutralize her from the situation. That is your WrestleMania card. That is your WrestleMania card. And, and I know it's huge. It is a big card. And you know what? There's still one more big match. There's still one more big match. And I see Dwayne Wade do what Dwayne Wade does with his turnaround fadeaway. There's still one more big match coming along. And that match is for the SmackDown Heavyweight Champion. Shit. And that match includes the SmackDown Heavyweight Champion, the new... Daniel Bryant versus Kofi Kingston. And this is the first time I've we've seen Kofi Kingston get as we see Miami Heat not making the playoffs. Orlando is gonna make the may make the playoffs over Miami. Man, this is gonna get interesting fast. Orlando just won their game against the Knicks. Miami lost their game against the, against the Celtics. That means right now, Miami may not be making the playoffs. And I'm telling you, I really thought I... Listen, I I know I'm not a Miami Heat fan. I have been a fan of Dwayne Wade. And I and listen, you don't hear me talk... And, and maybe this is the difference between me and other fans of other players. Of, of, of people of fans of... Fans of players... That play for teams that they aren't fans of. I have had a very low-key, very low-volume respect for Dwayne Wade. You don't hear me talk a lot of shit about Dwayne Wade. And when I talk about him, I generally talk about him in very good light unless he does something bad for me to talk about. For the most part, throughout this whole entire time of the podcast and the whole entire time of this career, you've heard me talk fairly well of Dwayne Wade. And he's deserving of it. Now, a part of me, while I'm not a Miami Heat fan, I would love to see Dwayne Wade finish out his tour of his career in the playoffs. That way, when they get swept in the first round, they at least have their last playoff game in Miami. And that's what I ultimately want for Dwayne Wade. For him to finish his career, him by himself, Coming off the bench, able to help get his team to the playoffs one last time. While Camilla, his other constituents, Chris Bosch is already retired. Camilla Anthony can't find a team, and LeBron James's team is, is out of the is out of the playoffs. I would love to see Dwayne Wade get into the playoffs, but if he can't make it into the playoffs. I'm not going to sit here and cry a river over the Miami Heat not making the playoffs and the New York Rangers are now down to Ottawa 4-1. to 
You understand? Like, that's the difference between, like, you're not going to hear me like, oh, I want to see, I like the heat. I like the heat. No, no. I want to see the heat go to the playoffs only because I want to see Dwayne Wade make one last playoff push. But ultimately, for them to get swept in the first round, lose four straight games in the first round. So, the Miami Heat fans can be blessed enough or enjoy Dwayne Wade on their home court one last time. Because even when Milwaukee wins that game, Dwayne Wade will get a standing ovation. There will be a ceremony after that game in a loss. There will be a ceremony after that game in honor of Dwayne Wade. And that playoff loss will have the environment of a playoff win. All in honor of Dwayne Wade. See, I'm not thinking about the team that I hear anything. I'm just thinking about the superstar that has done superstar shit and has earned superstar respect. Unlike LeBron James, who, had, who just had to go to Miami just to win a ring. And then didn't leave until he knew for sure that he can get he can get equivalent replaces to Chris Bosh in, in the likes of Kevin Love and also Dwayne Wade in the likes of Kyrie Irving for what they did for him on the court-wise. That's, that's, the only, that's the only reason why he decided to go back to Cleveland. And now you see him in, in L.A. and you see that he can't cut it. We're going to end the show soon. Your boy Zion Williamson did not make it to the Final Four. The NBA playoff picture keeps getting better and better and better. Like I said, this is about five games left, right? And right up until today, before the show started, we had Milwaukee facing Miami in the first round. Now, with a Miami loss and an Orlando, Vic and an Orlando Magic victory, it is now the Orlando Magic that is slated to face Milwaukee Bucks. In the first round, we got Toronto possibly going to go take on Brooklyn, and we already saw what happened with this last game with Brooklyn and Toronto. We have Philly supposed to be taking on Detroit. We have Boston possibly taking on Indiana, as Boston just is the reason why Miami just now missed the playoffs, or are no longer in the playoffs based off today's standings. We gonna take a peek. We have to take a peek at Miami Heat schedule. Let's let's see what we can do here. Let's see what we can do here. Yeah, you know what, you guys? Mind you, you may hear something. I may trigger some shit. I may trigger some shit. Okay, Google, show me Miami Heat schedule. The Heat will play the Timberwolves on Friday at 8 p.m. at the Target Center. So the Heat play the Wolves, they play the Raptors, and they play the 76ers. Those are the Heat's last three games to try to make it into the playoffs. Now, the Minnesota Timberwolves aren't world beaters, but they're not pushovers either. But that Toronto game and that Philly game, that's going to be something to watch. Now, second half of it. Okay, Google, show me the Orlando Magic's schedule. Okay, Google, show me Orlando Magic schedule. Because the difficulty of their schedule is probably, what, is probably what's going to end up determining it. Orlando Magic is going to play the Hawks. That could be a victory, even though the Atlanta Hawks just beat Philly today. Then they're going to play Boston, then they're going to play Charlotte. So, if you had to look at it, I think 
Miami could come away like Miami one and two, Charlotte two and one. That, that doesn't look good for Miami. Imagine Orlando being the team that comes out of the South. We're talking about a South that has Atlanta. We already know about them. But Washington, they have Washington in there. Orlando and Miami. I know I'm missing one for right now, but we'll let them be. Charlotte, Atlanta. Oh, that's what it was. Charlotte, Atlanta, Miami, Washington, Orlando. Charlotte isn't a team coming out of there. Washington isn't the team coming out of the coming out of there. Miami isn't the team coming out of there. It's Orlando. Or freaking Lando. I would like you to name me three players on the Orlando team. Even on their bench. Name me their coach. Name me somebody name me somebody on their coaching staff. Like the last player I remember from Orlando, last two players I remember from Orlando. Victor Olamdipo and Aaron Gordon. And I don't think either one of them are on that team anymore. Actually, I don't I definitely know Victor Olamdipo on that team anymore. I don't know where Aaron Gordon is these days. The final four is gonna include Auburn versus Virginia, Texas Tech versus Michigan State. That happened Saturday, April sixth. Championship game happens Monday, April 8th. There goes your Final Four update. So I don't know if Miami's going to make the playoffs. We already know how New York is going to look at the playoffs. I'm really surprised that Orlando is really that. That Orlando's going to be the representative of the, of the Southeast Division. But folks, that's our show. We leave you shocked, confused, and completely baffled on how Charlotte, Miami, or Washington didn't make the playoffs over to Orlando Magic. Charlotte, Kimber Walker. You know, Washington, John Wall, and I can't remember the shooting guard's name, but I have the shooting guard name very, very Bradley Beal. You understand? Like Miami, Dwayne Wade, Son Whiteside, Drogic, Richardson. I can't even name players in Atlanta. Trey Young, Vince Young, <laughs> Trey Young, Vince Carter. Orlando? Fournier? Is that still a thing? It's the Mighty Sports Podcast. <laughs> I have been your host, the one only talent, Thomas Taylor. Oh, man. As always, I appreciate you guys always still listening. As I see, we have a visitor from the Bronx. What up, Bronx? See you listening. Peeping in on me. <laughs> Trying to see if I got free time yet. I'll be free soon. I'll come hunting soon. Con that ass down. Shout out to Kingdom 218. We just lost you. We have a new merger going on here. Got City.
But this has been the Mighty Sports Podcast. That's MYT Sports Podcast, which you can hear live at MightySports.net. That's MYTSports.net. I have been your host, the one and only Dallin Domar Taylor. Don't forget, we got we got two polls currently going up right now. One about your NBA MVP and one for your rookie of the year. Don't forget to check that out on Twitter and on Facebook. Don't forget to go to yogaofmyeye.com and, res- and, and reserve yourself a yoga session today. Don't forget to embrace what you love and stay forever young. Don't forget to allow the optimism of tomorrow to be your foundation for today. Don't forget the Mighty Sports Podcast is live every single Wednesday night. There are no extra takes. There are no redos. There are no edits. But what did you say it was earlier today? What was that we said? What is that we said? One shot, one kill, one take, all thrill. I have been your host. The one and only, Dallin Thomas Taylor. This is the Mighty Sports Podcast. And we're out of here. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. <laughs> Sun's out. Where are we going for breakfast? Don't wanna go far. Yeah. Rough night. Yeah. Before we give you your last my tea of the day, I need your help. I need you. I need you guys' help. I need a soccer team to follow. I have no invested interest in soccer. I need two. I need one in the states, which probably I'm just gonna follow the New York Red Bulls. But I need an international soccer team to follow. I want to talk soccer to you guys. I don't know what I'm gonna do about hockey yet. I may. I am very, 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 very lightly considering making a Florida professional team one of my teams to root for. We'll discuss more about that later. But yeah, leave me a comment. You know where to find it. You're on the sh- you're on the you're on the website. Click on the little bubble on the right. Leave me a comment. Let me know what um. Let me know. Give me some ideas for the soccer thing because I'm a, if you give me the soccer teams to follow, I will so embrace myself in soccer. I will engulf myself in soccer. I will make myself a soccer aficionado for you guys. Just so we could have soccer speak. But don't forget, folks. Stay my teeth.